Welcome to the Physician's Financial Checkup Podcast, where we discuss the financial challenges and opportunities facing medical professionals. In this podcast, we'll discuss a variety of financial topics that are important to physicians, such as retirement planning, investing, and estate planning. We'll also interview experts in the financial services industry to get their insights on these topics. If you're a physician or a spouse of a physician, I encourage you to listen to this podcast. We will provide you with the information you need to make sound financial decisions and achieve your financial goals. Here's your host, Brent Bowden, a financial coach and certified financial planning advisor with over 15 years of experience helping medical professionals achieve their financial goals. To learn more about Brent Bowden and his services, visit brentbowden.com. Hello, wonderful medical professionals, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of the Physician's Financial Checkup. I'm your host, Brent Bowden, and today we're going to dive deep into the fascinating world of legacy and family wealth planning, inspired in part by uh, the holidays and those gatherings that you get around to do discussions about the good old days, what do we want our legacy to be to our loved ones, our children, uh, maybe philanthropic needs, and then in part, by the wisdom of a book that I just completed uh, for probably the second or third time, Family Wealth uh, by James E. Hughes Jr. It's Family Wealth, Keeping It in the Family. He's got a number of these in the series. Um, but I want to kind of go through his format of exploring how medical professionals can master the art of passing down wealth through their generations. And we're just going to kind of briefly go over it, uh, but certainly check out the link if you want to pick up your own copy of this. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good reference to be able to talk through some of the issues and planning procedures uh, of trying to pass down your legacy. So one of the first segments I want to go over is uh, just the power of what your legacy can provide. Obviously, uh, legacy is more important than just your financial assets. It's really about the, the values of your family, the stories, the principles that can shape uh, an entire family tree. And really, we go beyond the dollars and cents. And although we've had a couple episodes in the past, uh, I think 23 talked about estate planning basics. Um, episode 20 was with my good friend, uh, Andrew Shireberg, and we talked about preserving your legacy using some elder care planning. Um, but today we're going to get a little bit more into kind of the emotional, psychological aspects of creating a legacy. How do you want your family to be remembered? We'll discuss a little bit about how to infuse your wealth plan um, into the essence of your, your family's unique story. But a lot of those ideas uh, is not just about passing on money from generation to generation. It's your overall legacy and your story. So let's jump into it. Um, in Hughes' book, one of the things he emphasizes is really the importance of a family wealth philosophy. And so it's really defining your family's purpose and vision. This is one of the things I love to do with uh, some of our high net worth clients that they're looking to, to pass down money. Uh, because it's it's not just about how they got to where they're at. And we've all heard of the the quote, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves, where uh, in three generations, a lot of times wealth is kind of spent away. Uh, and so trying to keep the aspects of your financial uh, acumen in place also has a, a much weightier port to it if you know what your family's core beliefs and, and values are as well. And we've talked a lot about that um, on this show so far as the behavioral financial values that you have, but how do we pass those along to future generations? And so 
obviously we want your wealth to be able to support your family uh, and their aspirations for generations to come. So from funding, educational pursuits, uh, philanthropic needs, let's explore a few of those ways that you can align your wealth with your family's values. So I'm going to kind of fly through some steps here. Obviously, if you want a little bit more detail on some of these, that's a great book. Uh, we also do some planning for, for clients on a very similar basis uh, where we go through a lot of these and have those conversations really without talking to specifically about money at all. It's really about what we're going to talk through in this kind of wealth philosophy. So first of all, you want to reflect on values. By understanding exactly what your family's core values, beliefs, and vision are today, how you got there, and what it's going to be in the future, very similar to financial planning. But it allows you to understand what got you where you are. Knowing what those family core values are, writing them down can really be helpful to pass that information from generation to generation. Secondly, is really you got to discuss that with the future generations. Um, and certainly you got to meet them where they're at. So you're not going to have this deep conversation with your five year old um, about how your family core values are. You'll show them clearly. Uh, but as they get older, you really want to discuss those, maybe even, you know, video some of it where you were thinking at that point, you can go back and re review it yourself. So engaging in those open conversations across generations really helps to ensure that there's an alignment in the family. Everybody understands one another, even if there are some different goals. And we'll talk about how to, to, to work through that as well. So third is you really want to identify your purpose and goals. So clearly by writing those down, defining them kind of tweaking them uh, can help you have a, a set of specific goals that resonate with your family's core values and how you are going to use your family's wealth. A lot of that is very unique to you. And it's something that by going back and discussing that with future generations, will keep that moving ahead in future, future generations for you. Then you want to establish some sort of governance structure. And I know this sounds like, why we, do we really need that? Uh, but it is nice to know how to facilitate communication, how to make family decisions, and then conflict resolution. There's going to be conflicts. But if you have a set of structure uh, to be able to talk through that, hear each other out, hear their perspective, and then make those decisions better, it can really help the family grow as a unit. And then a couple other things that we certainly want to look at is educating and instilling our values. So once you have those family core values is one of the biggest things that we find is financial literacy is educating other family members on the responsibility of the wealth and instilling those shared values uh, in decision making. So this kind of goes back to our behavioral financial values as well is you don't have to have the exact same ones, but understanding that the wealth that you have received, if you're a second or third or fourth generation, the values that have gotten your wealth to where it is is guided by these decision-making skills and these financial values. And so educating the rest of your family members on that and getting them up to uh, the level where they understand those is really helpful. Now, one thing that changes, obviously, over time is you got to adapt and evolve. And by recognizing that the family wealth philosophy uh, can change with future generations, with needs across the nation, uh, for, especially from a philanthropic standpoint, needs within your family and who wants to do what um, and how they may be able to even help the family, even if it's not exactly what you wanted for them, um, will require some periodic 
reassessments. And that goes back to that governance structure. Um, we like to really encourage our, our high net worth families to have kind of annual meetings at a minimal where they're going through some of these. What changes have occurred in their lives? Sharing that, you know, families often think that they know everything about people, but may not know what they're thinking or where they are wanting to head. And so being able to reassess, adapt and evolve those can really make a big difference. And then documenting it. So having some sort of process where you formalize your family's wealth philosophy that can serve as a guiding framework for those future generations and keeping kind of almost like a corporate minutes uh, of some of those meetings and, and being able to document, you know, years and years of those meetings. Uh, you can go back and see how you've adapted and evolved as a family who was involved in those conversations and kind of some of the things that they really wanted to make sure were laid out. So it's a really great foundation for making a sustainable and values driven family wealth philosophy, which is one of the reasons I, I really enjoy reading this. It, it goes along with a lot of the same things that we think of from an individual uh, financial stance, but it takes it a step further uh, in creating your kind of family wealth plan as well. So one of the things that uh, Hughes talks about too is is really building a multi-dimensional wealth plan. Almost, uh, I think he calls it a family continuity program. And so what that does is ensure that your values endure for generations to come. And some of those may be uh, actionable, actionable strategies that you need to include, um, like family meetings. We've talked about you know, an annual family meeting is a great thing. Um, educational programs are fantastic. So obviously, from a young age, you can start this. Um, is, is building in some basic educational content, just very small and, and programmatic for them uh, at any age. But as they're growing up, they'll start to learn how to use money properly. Um, how your family values money, um, in addition to the values of, of potentially charity and, and everything else. And then really creating kind of like a family council. Uh, that family council, a lot of times will, will help make some of those decisions, but being open to hearing from everybody, uh, especially as your family gets larger and larger, uh, can really be a big plus to, to be able to have that continuity of your family's legacy. So there's a few components of that continuity plan that uh, Hughes talks about. I'm going to kind of run through these pretty quick. There's 10 of them. Um, check out his book if you want to get a detail of these. But key components of this that he mentions um, in the, the uh, Family Wealth book is, first, vision and values. We talked about that a little bit. Define them, put them on paper, articulate them in a way that will guide the family's decision-making, their wealth and legacy. Secondly, is that governance. Uh, establish some sort of governance structure that facilitates effective decision-making and really communication even within the family. So it can include family councils, family meetings, family uh, gatherings, family committees, family retreats, uh, which we've seen a lot of lately. So those are all great things. And really having a facilitator sometimes is, is helpful. So it's not just the family, but having, uh, whether it's your, your financial advisor, your CPA, attorney, obviously, you know, kind of looking over at somebody who can can play a little bit of the uh, outside uh, place there can sometimes help those family retreats or meetings go a little bit better. Uh, third, we've already talked about it was wealth education. So implementing some sort of educational program to empower those family members to achieve financial literacy and understand the responsibilities they're associated with the legacy that they are receiving. Uh, and, and how the wealth can really benefit them over time, as long as you know their future lineage as well. Uh, four, 
This is one that I think is really important is leadership development. So inside the family, you need to identify and nurture who is going to be the future leaders of that family and really help provide opportunities within the family to help educate, mentor, and then also lead those uh, next generations of family meetings and councils. And so knowing who would want to step up and, and really nurturing that from a younger age can be helpful. Five is ownership structures. So you really have to determine uh, how are you going to appropriately structure the family assets. So obviously tax implications are, are a big issue there, legal considerations, but also the family values come into play. And so working uh, with some professionals to make sure that you have those in place and they're flexible enough if things change in the future, uh, that you can, can make some adjustments to uh, those ownership structures is helpful. Six is philanthropy and giving. So incorporating philanthropy and charitable giving into the family continuity plan really helps to kind of foster a sense and purpose uh, for the individual wealth accumulation. So it, obviously giving back uh, in a way that, that aligns with the family values is helpful. Um, and we've talked about this before is giving back your time, your talents and, and uh, monetary as well. But when you have the wealth that you can do this with, is really incorporating that shows everybody uh, in the family that it's not just about your wealth, it is about also giving back. The seventh one is conflict resolution. We talked about a little bit within the governance structure is really establishing mechanisms for being able to resolve um, some of those conflicts. They're going to happen. How do you do that in an appropriate way that people don't get upset with each other and leave uh, those family councils or meetings uh, in a, a way where they don't feel part of the family? So being able to have open communication, good listening skills, and really addressing potential challenges proactively, um, things that you may see coming down the pipe, uh, can really be helpful in that conflict resolution. We talked a little bit about the eighth one, too, is adaptability. So recognizing what the need is for being able to adapt. Obviously, some of the uh, family values may always be intact, but uh, being able to evolve and change those with the, the circumstances and the family dynamics can really be a helpful uh, thing to build into the, the structure. And then the last two uh, are really documenting it. So make sure you document that family continuity plan. Uh, you want to keep the key principles in there. You want to keep decisions, structures, and record those uh, for future reference and transparency so that everybody knows that you're on the same page. Um, and then lastly is professional advisors. So obviously, when you have a, a large family or a large amount of wealth and you're wanting to create a legacy, is you do need to engage uh, professional advisors, whether that's financial planners, lawyers, uh, consulting teams, really to help provide some expertise, some guidance in developing and implementing those uh, family continuity plans. And it allows you all to step back from it as well uh, from a day-to-day -day standpoint and sometimes let somebody else kind of control uh, some of the things that either you don't want to do or are not necessarily in your purview. Thanks for listening to the Physicians Financial Checkup podcast with me. Your host, Brent Bowden, certified financial planner for over 15 years, helping physicians on their financial journey to financial freedom. If you like the actionable strategies and tips that we've shared here on the podcast, subscribe now. And for even more guidance, you can pick up the Physician's Financial Checkup book, available now in print, ebook, and audiobook. Look forward to helping you on your journey to financial freedom. The idea of this family continuity plan uh, is really to preserve family wealth, values, 
and harmony really across kind of several generations so that you can foster the right types of values uh, that extends a legacy beyond just your monetary assets uh, into the relationships and, and the family as well. So one of the things uh, that as we move on that I really like a lot is the family education and, and stewardship. And so Hughes really talks about and emphasizes the importance of stewardship. By instilling that sense of responsibility of, of wealth among all family members, he really explores that it's a delicate balance of providing that financial education without creating a sense of entitlement. And so obviously, you know, second, third, maybe fourth generations have not uh, created most of that wealth, but they need to be good stewards of it. And so giving them the ability to understand how that was created, kind of the stories behind it and educating them on how to be socially responsible, uh, fiscally responsible with those dollars can really help uh, to foster a sense of stewardship. And obviously, as you're building that financial uh, literacy, it helps that your wealth can, can serve the family as a tool for additional growth and not complacency. And so we get out of that kind of shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves uh, statistical uh, category that oftentimes the first generation makes it, second generation uh, enjoys it, and third generation spends it all. And so that's what we're trying to avoid with kind of some of this family wealth discussion. So obviously, anytime that we're dealing with family wealth, we're going to have differences of opinion. One of the biggest ones that I see is in generational challenges. And so knowing what you know each generation went through to be able to get there can be really helpful because those challenges are going to be inevitable, but they should be able to be navigated. And Hughes really has a good insight on this. Uh, I like his three circles of wealth discussion. And so how they impact the family dynamics can be really helpful. So it helps you to manage expectations, address conflict, and then equip you with kind of strategies to overcome some of those challenges within your, your family. So let's talk about those three circles real quick. Um, they're different dimensions of, of wealth, and they, they're really integral to understanding the comprehensive nature of kind of family wealth management as a whole. So let's talk about the first circle, the one that's obvious, financial capital. So really, all your traditional wealth, your assets, your investments, your monetary resources, all of that is built into this circle of financial capital. Um, and it's essential. Obviously, you know, your family wealth is, is predicated on that, uh, and it can help you meet those immediate needs. And then the long-term financial needs of your family, uh, whether that's funding education, healthcare, lifestyle, kind of all those aspects. And so certainly there's strategies for investing, for risk management, um, and planning financially are all within that kind of first circle. Obviously, it's one of the ones that people think of first. Uh, the next two, though, I think sometimes we, we either gloss over or kind of forget about. Um, and so these are really important as well in the family wealth circle. So intellectual capital uh, is one of the things that involves the knowledge, the skill set, and the intellectual property that contributes to that family's success and well-being over time. And so it's really crucial for growing and sustaining financial wealth, because if you're not educated or you don't have professional expertise enough or, or maybe even innovative thinking, then it's tough to really be able to 
intellectually understand the amount of wealth that you have at your disposal. And so part of the, the management of that is fostering education, promoting continuous learning that can be financially, but it can also be through school or experience, um, and then really preserving the intellectual property um, of the entire family. And so that's a really important one that a lot of times we don't think about when you're looking at legacy uh, from family to family. And so the third one also is important. Um, it's something that uh, obviously can make a huge impact, and it's the human capital. So in a family wealth uh, situation, ultra high net worth is we have to think about all the, the positives that a family member brings. So the health of that family member, uh, their well-being, their personal values and how they align with the family, the relationship even within the family. Uh, there's a ton of kind of emotional and social aspects that can contribute to a fulfilling life. And so that human capital aspect uh, is the third circle uh, that Hughes talks about. And I really like this piece. So it's really about prioritizing your health and well-being, uh, your overall quality of life, and fostering within your family strong bonds, emotional resilience, uh, and even a sense of purpose. And so the interconnectedness and balance of these three circles are really crucial for achieving a holistic family wealth management that legacy that's going to last for generations. Um, and by balancing those, we're not only preserving your financial assets, but also nurturing the well-being and values uh, of that legacy. So as we kind of wrap up, you know, some of the things that I really love about this book and, and the ideas behind creating a family legacy is to personalize this to you. You know, the importance of knowing your family's story, passing down wisdom from generation to generation, and how do you use those family values to really create a meaningful connection to the future generations, whether it's using the financial aspect, intellectual and human property, how do you culture those within your family to pass that wealth on for future generations? So, we're going to actually talk about this same type of topic over the next couple of weeks. Um, so this is just an intro. Uh, I thought it was a good book to be able to give you some reference. Feel free to pick this up. It's a great copy uh, and gives you some good insight into how to dive deeper into the transformative subject of family wealth legacy. And remember, your legacy is a living testament to who you are. And we're here to help you guide and shape that into a lasting legacy for you. So if you have questions, certainly reach out uh, and check us on the next couple of episodes. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of these topics. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, and share it with your colleagues. And that way you'll get the more tips that we have coming down uh, on your path to financial freedom. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Physician Financial Checkup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. You can also find more information on brentbowden.com. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of any other individual or organization. You should carefully consider your investment objectives, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment decisions. If you are seeking financial advice, you should consult with a qualified financial advisor who can assess your individual circumstances and needs.